connecting to the AOC Podcast Network. Enjoy your stay. What is AOC? What is community media? Maybe these are small questions, but they have big answers. So big, in fact, that we had to make a whole podcast about just that. The short answer is in our mission statement, building an informed and engaged community through media, technology, and education. I'm Matt Roberts. On this week's episode, I'll talk to AOC's marketing director, Nancy Judice, and William McFarlane tells us about submitting programs for television and the upcoming season schedule in an AOC FAQ. Nancy Judice is the marketing director here at AOC. Busy days are the norm for her, and fortunately, are the kind of days she prefers. That works out well, since Nancy is also a new mother to a handful of joy named Nora. She shares some insight into first-time motherhood and the work she does for community media. Nancy Judis, AOC Marketing Director slash New Mom. And how new? How old is Nora? She will be nine months on June 2nd. Well, so what's the harder job, marketing at AOC or the new mommery? Mommery, I like that word. Uh, They are both very dynamic, I'll put it that way. Uh, I don't know that one is harder than the other, but I'll just say that sometimes I come to work for a bit of a rescue because, you know, you get to take a breath and speak to another adult and not speak in baby talk, which is great, but every once in a while, it's good to be functioning on all cylinders, even though I have mommy brain still. What would you say mommy brain is? What does that mean to you? Um, kind of a good fog, if you will. You know, a little bit of um, forgetting about that other people do have other things going on, it, you know, in a good way, because everything's focused on your daughter. It's a good fog. You know, you, you tend to forget the order that things might need to happen and you know oh wait i have to pour the coffee into the cup man i'm that tired (laughs) (laughs) because your priorities are elsewhere yes (laughs) (laughs) is she at the age where you're starting to have to like set rules no well like she was going after she's just now um like mobile in her walker so the other day for example she was walking up to uh we had a plant stand and a ceramic plant holder uh, with the plant in it. She saw the ivy and obviously I want to touch it. I want to eat it, you know. So she was going up to it and she started to pull at it and I said no and she looked at me like, what do you mean no? And mind you, she's almost nine months old so it was very interesting to see uh, a baby say mm, no because <laughs> I know she, she's she got a short memory. She doesn't know what no is at this age, you know. It was just a foreign word to her, and I had right. never said it before to her. So it was an interesting she, insight. She, do you do you feel like she knew it was like a command or a? Like, yeah, it was something different. I think is what okay. sparked it. You know, so she just looked at me like you are crazy, and then you know started to go after it again. So that's when you distract at this age. <laughs> are you starting to? Is it like time to start to see personality popping out in her? Oh, she, that that starts been, at day one. I feel like yeah. <laughs> yeah there's there's already personality there's she is uh we call her nosy nora 
very nosy, very uh, headstrong, but so loving, like so loving. Oh my gosh. She just likes everybody. She yes, yes, absolutely. Like, and she'll flirt with you. Oh my gosh. So since we know Nora's going to be listening to this when she gets a little older <laughs> to dig up some dirt on mom, oh, do you yeah. want to say anything to her right now? Go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> you assume that she's listening late at right. night. <laughs> I know that right now a lot of your time is being mom outside of here, but do you have like a favorite pastime? I definitely like to read. Uh, that's my go-to pastime. Uh, I also obviously like to hang out with my husband and my child, but... <laughs> We definitely enjoy traveling and seeing as much of the country as we can. Those are my two favorite pastimes. If I had all the money in the world, I would read all day long and travel all day long. Right before I had Nora, we went to the beach, if that counts. Before that, uh, we went to the Smoky Mountains, which of course is a great retreat if you can ever have the chance to go. It's a cabin in the woods, just you and your whoever you're there with, and wine and coffee and food and the mountains right at your doorstep. That sounds pretty great. It was fabulous. Are you into like camping and outdoors stuff? Oh, no. No? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. No, no I do like being outdoors, but I don't need to camp. I'd, I'll go in an RV, but I prefer like, a hotel. So you yeah. like the view, but not necessarily <laughs> the ground. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. I don't like creepy crawlies on me. <laughs> <laughs> and what was the last good book you read? The one that actually sticks out in my mind, and I'm thinking about it because of that trip. Uh, it's not the last book I read, because it was a while ago. It was probably two years ago. I, it took me about six months, but I read the full uh, Les Miserables. The oh, wow. two, what is it, 2,000 pages, something ridiculous. And fell in love with it. Hated the musical, ruined almost ruined my experience with the book because of the musical is so not like the book. But if I had to uh, say, it would be that book. Stands out in my mind as being the most memorable one lately. Do you, being a reader so much, do you, are you a writer as well? Is that something that you... I am a writer uh, at my profession. At mm-hmm. my core, it's definitely a necessary skill mm-hmm. in my profession. I do not, however, write for enjoyment outside of work. Yeah. I will journal a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, but that's the most that I'll write. Why are you journaling? Why do you journal? Well, that's a, actually a good question. Right now, I have an interesting answer because it was just Mother's Day. I actually just gave my mother this same journal, and I bought one for myself. So it's essentially a five-year journal about your mother's, your motherhood's journey. So I'm writing mine actually to my daughter. So every day, they give you like six lines in this very small notebook, so it forces you to be succinct. Um, every day, I write a couple of sentences to Nora. It may be about what we did that day, or maybe that I didn't get to see you very much that day, or I missed you, or anything small. You know, that's what I'm journaling right now. And I'm hoping that, and I know she is, that my mom is doing the same for me. Where are you from? Lafayette. From Lafayette. You've said that Born already. and raised. Did you, were you part of any clubs or anything in high school? Or? Well, I am a self-professed nerd. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was... <laughs> I was in char- not in charge. I was an editor of the newspaper uh, along with someone else who it was fabulous. It was great. I was also an editor of the yearbook. What yeah. was fabulous and great about it? It was just great. It was like the like who else can control a newspaper in high school? It was so fun, you know. It was it was just a great experience. And Do you remember a, a hard-hitting piece or a Absolutely piece that not. Really it was high school. <laughs> 
I, in fact, I don't remember any of the pieces. That's the funniest thing is I don't remember any of them until college. But no, in high school, no, <laughs> absolutely not. But it was just great. I just remember uh, having several fond memories in that uh, newspaper room. And you did yearbook and newspaper? I did. That's why I was an uber nerd. Jeez. What did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, goodness. Hmm. At one point, I wanted to be, and this is so not fitting in my personality, I wanted to be a pilot for the Air Force. Why do you you say that's not fitting of your personality? Because, well, right now I currently hate to fly because of a bad experience. I used to love to fly, hate to fly now. But um, pilots I found now that I know, now that I'm a little bit wiser, a little more aggressive than I am personally. I'm not that aggressive. (laughs) (laughs) And my eyesight is horrible, so that didn't come to fruition. How did you come to AOC? How did you find out about AOC? I had just moved back to Lafayette and I was looking for a job. I had, you know, fallen in love and found this guy and, you know, moved back home, needed a job. So <laughs> uh, that's the short answer. But actually, my friend Simone McCrocklin, who is a an art teacher at Como High School, um, she actually told me about this opening at AOC. And I said, oh, that's really cool. It's a, it's a good mix of my PR skills and little bit of the journalism side because you know essentially someone can use AOC as a journalistic tool so I thought it would be a really interesting mix and I had also worked at all nonprofits before so yet again AOC is a nonprofit so it matched everything that I was interested in so I said well I'd be crazy to not um, put it my hat in you know so I emailed Ed after uh, her telling me there was an opening and came in for a couple of interviews and told I had the job and so your background was PR and journalism? Let's see. My undergraduate degrees are in history and journalism. And then right after grad, uh, right after undergraduate school, I went to graduate school for public relations. I kind of made that switch that people don't like to admit happens sometimes. But um, I no, switched yeah. from journalism to PR. I think it just matched my personality a little bit better. So I wanted to uh, – I always knew I wanted to go to grad school, so I just didn't know in what. So I made that switch and went for PR. What is a typical day at AOC like for you? Okay, well, today's a good example. Um, This morning I got in at 8.30 and uh, got ready for the day because at 10 a.m. we had our orientation, which we hold twice a month, once at night and once during the day. So today happened to be our daytime orientation from 10 a.m. to noon. So from 10 a.m. to noon I uh, did the orientation. We had a great turnout and great um, members who had actually just joined and were just wanting to find out more and how to get started and what to do first. Once I was done with that, I went upstairs, followed up on a few emails. I needed to put the summer camp graphics up onto our website. I then sent out a press release about the summer camp, which is in July. So then I went to uh, our website and updated our website with our summer camp graphics, which we'll have in July. And I did that so that after my GMA appearance tomorrow morning that our website would be updated so if someone was interested in registering their child they could go to our website and the graphics would be up so then I sent out the press release got ready for this interview which is at 1:30. Um, after this I have a 2:30 meeting about an event that we have on June 2nd and then I'll have a three o'clock staff meeting and then at four o'clock I'll just wrap up my day and head home that is quite a juggling act that's <laughs> it's going a good on juggling there. act I, I'd much prefer those days that's your your favorite kind of day is when there's a lot going on Absolutely. a lot of different things. Absolutely. 
So I have to ask, uh, bad plane experience, what happened there? Well, as if a a honeymoon isn't memorable enough, we were flying back from New York City where we went on our honeymoon, I guess three and a half years ago now, and horrendous flight from Houston to Lafayette that should have never been in the air. Really bad weather. Let's just put it this way, not to make this really depressing, but I've never seen grown men cry like that. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty intense. And I'm lucky to be alive. I thank God every day. Really bad experience. I haven't been on a plane since. But we all made it safely home. Uh, This is the funny part of the story. So I swore up and down, I'm not getting on a plane, Stephen. I'm not getting on a plane. I know we have to go back to Lafayette, but I'm not getting on a plane. This is probably at 9 o'clock that night. We were supposed to have already landed, been to Lafayette, been home. So we said, okay, well, we'll just drive home the next day. We'll go get in a hotel. We'll drive home the next day. Well, the next day was the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Really hard to find a rental car. We didn't have $400 to pay for a rental car. So I said, okay, I'll fly back home. I'll fly back home. Oh my God, I'm gonna, I'm I'm just gonna close my eyes and ignore it the whole time. They put us on a prop plane. Really nerve wracking (laughs) the whole time. I think I prayed the entire flight home, all 50 minutes, but we made it home safely. So God was in control that day. So did you fly a lot before that? Yes, yes. I used to love to fly, loved it. I mean, yeah. Absolutely. From the minute I walked into the airport, loved it. Even TSA. I love the security. I don't know what it was. I love the security process. I'm a freak. <laughs> love the process. Then now, whew, can't do it. <laughs> I'll fly again. I like to travel too much. I'll fly again. But I'm not there yet. <laughs> but I will be. <laughs> You can get in touch with Nancy by emailing her at injudice at aocinc.org. will hold a four-day video production summer camp aimed at getting students to tell their own life stories in documentary style on July 23-23 from 9 a.m. to noon. Students ages 12 to 17 can register for this camp for $100 per student. At the camp called Beyond the Selfie, students will use digital media to plan and create video audio biographies based on personal photographs. The final result will be a short documentary-style film based on campers' personal narratives. Students will learn to use proven cinematography techniques, as well as AOC's advanced production gear and software. At the end of the camp, students will screen their finished projects and take home a copy of their work to show others or to upload to social media websites. To register for this camp, go to aocinc.org, stop by AOC, or mail payment to AOC at P.O. Box 5158, Lafayette, Louisiana, 70502. For more information about this camp, contact Nancy Judice, AOC Marketing Director, at njudice at aocinc.org or call 337-232-4434, extension 216. It's time for an E-O-C-F-A-Q. 
Hi, I'm Will McFarland, Programming Coordinator for AOC Community Media. Whether it's public domain movies, home videos, or a call-in show live in one of AOC's two studios, I'm the guy to help you get your content to air on our TV channels. I can even help show you how to promote your show. I'm here to talk about our new series season starting in July, how you can submit content to qualify for your own series show, and finally where to look to find your show's schedules online and how long you can expect a show to take before it appears in those schedules. Starting Sunday, July 5th, is our 15B season, which includes all your old favorite shows and some new AOC series shows to be on the lookout for. All of these series shows submitted three or more similar programs over the past six months or maintained and upheld an existing series contract with AOC. For a complete 15B season show list, you can visit us online at www.aocinc.org. All of these new and existing shows have one thing in common. They had to submit programming to AOC to have any kind of show at all. AOC has all the tools you could possibly need to create a show, however once that show is done you need to get as much exposure with it as possible. The first steps are our two TV channels and AOC's YouTube channel. You can get me your program in a number of ways. First and most widely used is a simple DVD movie. I can simply rip the movie from the disc. Second would be to bring me your show file on USB drive, sometimes called a jump drive or a thumb drive. Finally, if you have time to meet with me during the week, I'm happy to work out special arrangements for digital delivery of your content, such as Google Drive or Dropbox. Once you've decided how you will submit the content to AOC, you will complete an AOC Cablecast contract. This contract is the way in which we know what the title and content of your show will be, as well as a way for you to give AOC your permission to air it on our TV stations, as well as whether or not you give us permission to upload it to the internet for people to find. Once you've submitted the content and Cablecast contract to AOC, I will find a premiere time and replay schedule for it, and those times will be put up on our website, www.aocinc.org. If you submit three or more similar shows during a series six-month period, you automatically become eligible for the next series lottery to be held. Finally, once you have a show submitted for air on AOC Community Media, you will want to know how long before your show appears in our television schedule, and where to check to find that program's premiere and replay schedules. Your program will take a minimum of 16 business hours to process through our system. It can potentially take longer than this if there are any complications with your media, but 16 business hours is the rule of thumb. Once it has been processed, a premiere date and replay schedule will be generated for your show. AOC Community Media attempts to make sure that all programs have the same amount of replays spread over all times of the day and night. The schedules of all of AOC's community media shows are available on our website at www.aocinc.org. From the home page, click the Watch tab. Once on the Watch page, you will see two TVs. The TV on the left will bring you to AOC One schedule for LUS Fiber Channel 3 and Cox Communications Channel 15, while the left TV will bring you to AOC Two schedule for LUS Fiber Channel 4 and Cox Communications Channel 16. Thank you for your time today. For more information about anything I've talked about, you can visit us online at www.aocinc.org or email me in programming at william at aocinc.org.
At orientation, discover the benefits of joining AOC, all that can be done at AOC as well as how to successfully reserve the use of AOC's resources. A brief rundown of the studios, editing lab, and portable equipment available is included in the orientation. This free workshop is a prerequisite to reserving any of AOC's portable equipment or facilities. AOC will host orientation on the following dates this summer, Tuesday, July 7th, and Thursday, July 23rd. You can sign up for this class right now at aocinc.org. Podcast is produced by AOC Community Media. Contributors include Ed Bowie, Deborah Duyon, Joe Boozy Ferguson, Nancy Judice, William McFarlane, and Stephen Skip Shannon. This week's episode was edited and hosted by me, Matt Roberts. Music in today's episode, Yaru by Do Kashiteru Spinnin' by Alex Barroza Purple Nurple by Alex Barroza and The Long Goodbye by John Pazdan AOC Community Media is located at the Rosa Parks Transportation Center 101 Jefferson Street, Suite 100 Lafayette, Louisiana, 70501. For more information, go to our website at aocinc.org. Call 337-232-4434 or email info at aocinc.org. Until next time, stay informed and engaged. Thank you.